Isaiah chapter 41 and verse 4. And then verse 10 says, Who has prepared and done this? Calling forth and guiding the destinies of the generations of the nations from the beginning. I, the Lord, the first existing before history began and with the last an ever-present unchanging God I am He fear not there is nothing to fear for I am with you do not look around you in terror and be dismayed for I am your God I will strengthen and harden you to difficulties. Yes, I will help you. Yes, I will hold you up and retain you with my victorious right hand of rightness and justice. Oh, come on. He's worthy. Holy, holy, mighty. Thank you for your word, God. Thank you for these moments in your presence. Thank you for the privilege of worship. Thank you for the honor of being in your presence. Thank you for receiving us by the blood of Jesus. Thank you, God. We're so grateful to be part of your great family in the earth. Take these words, God, in these next moments and Allow them to bring transformation into our hearts. Strength and encouragement. We thank you, Father. Holy Spirit, open to our understanding. Open to our understanding. Open our eyes to the truth of your word, regardless of what we're dealing with. Even as we heard earlier, regardless of what we're facing, thank you for doing it. In Jesus' name. Come on, celebrate one more time his greatness. Verse 4 of our text, Isaiah chapter 41, begins with a question. Actually, it begins with God asking his people, A question, who has done this? Who is the one calling forth and guiding the destinies of generations? The destinies of generations of the nations from the beginning. God puts forth this question to his people. Who has done this? Who is the one who has called forth and guided the destinies of generations of all nations from the beginning. And then he immediately gives the answer to his own question. I, the Lord, (laughs) I, the Lord, the first, I love this phrase, existing before history began, the first and the last ever present unchanging God. He then follows His answer by saying that this is why there's no need to fear. Because from the beginning, I, 
the everlasting, unchanging, ever-present God. I have been calling forth and guiding the destinies of generations. Therefore, there's no need to fear. God is with us. God will help us. He goes on to say he will strengthen us and harden us to difficulties, holding us up, retaining us with his victorious right hand. I begin to study the culmination of those words, holding us up, retaining us, hardening us to difficulties, keeping us in that place of victory with his victorious right hand. And this means when they're all put together, here's what it means, that God makes strong, lifting up his people to break through enemy lines, to conquer and prevail so that our generation might reach the place that God has destined us to possess, to thrive, and to flourish. That's what's contained in this one passage in putting together these statements or these words, these phrases, hardening us to difficulty, strengthening us, holding us up, retaining us with his victorious right hand, making us, tempering us, lifting us up that we might encounter breakthrough against the forces that are before us, that we might conquer and that we might prevail so that our generation, this generation, might reach the place that God has destined us to possess, to go in and take it. It's already laid before us that we may go possess and thrive and flourish. I really want you to get, this is the heart of the message that I'm going to minister to us because this is so vital to what I'm going to bring to our hearts today. God, from the beginning, I love that. Who has prepared and done this? Who is the one who has called forth and guided the destinies of the generation or the generations of the nations right from the outset, from the beginning? God says, I, the Lord, I who have existed before history began. <laughs> I love that. I I'm strengthening you, lifting you up so that you might break through enemy lines, that you might conquer and prevail so that this generation, my generation, our generation might reach the place and the generations to come might reach the place that God has destined us to possess, thrive, and flourish. Today, I want to begin ministering to you on this subject, breaking through to your destiny, a breakthrough to your destiny. Isn't it amazing to consider that from the beginning, from the outset, God has called forth 
and God has guided, not only called forth, but has guided the destinies of every generation of the nations. Listen, listen to me carefully as we get into this. Each generation gets caught up in its own problems, but God's plan embraces all generations. And I'm telling you, our generation and the generation in front of us, we're caught up like never before in in unbelievable problems and situations. But God's plan embraces all generations. When your great-grandparents lived, God worked personally in the lives of his people. And when your great-grandchildren live, God will still work personally in the lives of his people. He is the only one who sees 100 years from now as clearly as 100 years ago. Come on, he's from everlasting to everlasting. He's the only one who sees 100 years from now as clearly, just as clear as 100 years ago. When you are concerned about the future, just talk with God who knows the generations of the future as well as he knows the generations of the past. That's why it says he's a very present help at the time of trouble. God has a place and God has a purpose for each of our lives. It's preordained, a destiny he has uniquely fashioned and formed for each and every one of us. And the first instruction that God gives in our text is this. After he declares that I'm the one who has called forth, I'm the one who has guided the destinies of generations of the nations right from the beginning, I am the one ever-present, unchanging. I've been there before history ever began. I've been involved. I've been in control as we began to our service today singing, our God is in control, steadfast, immovable. And as soon as God makes this clear to his people, he then says, do not, his first instruction, fear not, fear not, do not look around you in terror and be dismayed. Come on, the God who has controlled the destinies of generations, and I'm holding on to that word by faith for this generation and the generations to come, that God is calling forth and guiding the destiny of this generation because when you begin to look at what's going on, it's, it can terrorize you. But God says, do not look around in terror and be dismayed. And this is the first key that we're going to focus on today. To break through to your destiny, number one, you need to make a choice not to be distracted or disillusioned in the moment. You've got to make a choice not to be distracted. Come on, the eternal God who from eternity without end has said to us, I have called forth, I have guided the destinies of generations. I never change. I'm ever present. 
I've been involved before your history began. And so God says, don't look around you in terror. He's giving us some insight on how to break through to the destiny that he's already called forth over our generation, over our life. He says, don't look around you in terror. Don't be dismayed. Don't be distracted. Make a choice. Our world is shaky right now. Our world is very scary right now. Our world is very confused right now. Many would say that it's completely normal for us to be struggling with fear, the fear and the uncertainty of the future. Many would say to us that it's normal to struggle with fear and uncertainty over the future. A number among us, we're believing God for jobs or better jobs. There are others here who have lost income. Some of you have lost loved ones. But none of this has taken the Lord by surprise. I want you to connect with me. None of this has taken the Lord by surprise. He's still on his throne, and he still listened to the cries of his children. What we're facing today is no different from the trouble that millions have experienced before us. What we're dealing with today, it may appear to be more evil, more deeply rooted and deeply seated. It may appear to have, be having greater, far greater impact across the cultures of the world. But I want to tell you that the mystery of iniquity has always been. And what transpired in past generations, in that time and in that generation, that, that the world had never seen this degree of evil at that time. I can remember my parents telling me the very first time they watched a program on TV and they saw a woman's knee. The dress line was above the knee. My father and mother prayed the entire night. They switched off the TV and prayed through the night because of the evil coming into this world. Now, we laugh at that. That's so mild now. That's nothing. But in that generation, we're talking in the early 1950s. And in that generation, it was like unbelievable. This cannot be happening. I will never allow my children to watch this program again. Switch it off. Because we saw a woman's knee. What we're facing today is no different from the trouble that millions have experienced before us. So often, however, we allow our attention to be placed on our environment, which then causes us to adapt to what's around us. We allow our attention to be placed on our environment, that which is around us, which causes us to adapt to what's around us. And we just kind of become part of the environment. Then it becomes easy to just fit in, to go with the crowd. 
and to be like everyone else, but God did not create you to be average. Turn to somebody and tell them, God did not create you to be average. Come on, they need to hear that today. God did not create us to be average. He created us to stand out. He created us to go beyond the norm. He created you to leave your mark on this generation. You have seeds of greatness on the inside of you, but you may be in an environment where people have addictions. You may be in an environment where people have low self-esteem. You might be in an environment where people are depressed or people are in poverty and they're seemingly never able to break out of it. It seems like for generation after generation, this thing continues to continues to lurk. It continues to entrap and to ensnare. But you, you can't stop. I said you can't stop. You may not be able to stop that. But here's the key. Don't let that become the normal in your thinking. Come on, you're not created to be average, church. If you accept that as who you are, it will keep you from your destiny. If you allow yourself to embrace that, it will keep you from your destiny. It will keep you from the God-ordained path that leads to the God-ordained place that you are meant to attain. Jesus said in John chapter 17, he actually prayed this prayer. He prayed this prayer over his people, over the church. He said, I gave them your word. The godless world hated them because of it, because they didn't join the world's ways. Just as I didn't join the world's ways. I'm not asking that you take them out of the world, but that you guard them from the evil one. They are no more defined by the world than I am defined by the world. Yes, you may be in a limited environment, but you don't have to be defined by it. And you don't have to be part of it. You don't have to be of it. Jesus prayed that you would be guarded from Satan's power facing the world's way. You see, the world lives for the moment. The world lives for the moment. Everything in the world is based around the moment. The pleasure of the moment. Don't let that environment define you. Don't let that environment get in you. Make a choice that you're not going to be distracted to break through to your destiny. Make a choice that you're not going to allow this environment that's around you to influence you and impact you. That you're called to greatness. You're called to rise up above it. You're created for greater. God has a greater purpose and a destiny for your life. And those around you that are of the world, they live for the moment. They move influenced by what's happening in the moment. And we need to learn to make a choice. If we're going to break through to our destiny, come on that we are rising up as the people of God, called and chosen, His hand is upon us for a supernatural purpose. Don't let the environment that is around you influence you. Allow it to de- don't allow it to define you. Don't allow it to get in you. Don't be distracted by it. Don't be disillusioned by it. 
Let me define the word illusion. The word illusion means something that deceives by producing a false or misleading impression of reality. Something that deceives by producing a false or misleading impression of reality. Do not be, make a choice not to be disillusioned. Something that deceives by producing a false or a misleading impression of reality. If you see struggle, lack, poverty long enough, your mind can become conditioned to think, this is who I am. Listen, I want to repeat this. If you see struggle, lack, poverty, long enough, your mind can become conditioned to think, this is who I am. I'll always struggle. I'll never have enough. I'll never be enough. That's not who you are, even though that may be what's been normal around you. That's not who you are. God has his hand on you. You are a supernatural being. You are not of this world. We are in this world, but we are not meant to be part of this world. Come on. Sometimes people will try to put us in a box, and they will try to tell us things like, you can't start that business. Sometimes people will put us in a box and tell us, you don't have the capacity. You don't have the wherewithal. People will try to put us in a box and tell us you will never afford a nice place to live. People will say you will never get well. You will never meet the right person. Because their thinking is limited to just the moment. They will try to put their limitations on you. The bottom line and the good news is people do not determine your destiny. God determines your destiny. Come on, we need to give God the praise and the glory. People do not determine your destiny. God does. It is God who has called forth and guided the destinies of generations, of the nations, from the beginning. Not people, God. It's God who has his hand on you. And though this environment that's around you may be seeking to influence you and impact your life to the point where you're beginning to embrace some of these ways of thinking and some of the mindsets of the world that's limiting you. I'm praying that God, by the Holy Ghost, by His Word, will come today and break off those chains from your thinking, from your mind, and that you will rise up as a man and woman of God, that God has put His hand upon you for greatness. Amen? What they said about you, the environment that you're in now, how you were raised, it cannot keep you from your purpose. I want to repeat that. What has been said about you or the environment that you're in right now, how you were raised, it cannot keep you from your purpose. God has already taken into account every detail of your life. God has already taken into account every detail of your life, every bad break that you've had, every negative comment that has been spoken over you, how you were raised, what somebody did to you. He's factored all of that into his plan. Come on, he's involved. He's called forth your destiny. 
And he's guiding your destiny. The destiny of generations. So whatever has been spoken, God has already taken into account every detail of your life, every bad break that you've had, every negative comment that's been spoken over you, the way you were raised, what somebody did to you, God has factored all that into his plan. One of the classic examples of failing to attain one's destiny by being distracted and disillusioned in the moment is found in Genesis chapter 25 and verse 31. Jacob said, Jacob said, make me a trade, my stew for your rights as the firstborn. Esau said, I'm starving. What good is a birthright if I'm dead? Now, listen carefully for the next few moments. This is one of the greatest examples of failing to attain one's destiny because of distraction, because of disillusionment in the moment. Esau traded the lasting benefits of his birthright for the immediate pleasure of food. Think of it. He traded the lasting benefits, which would impact generations to come, for the immediate pleasure of food. He acted on impulse, satisfying his immediate desires without pausing, without stopping, slowing down long enough to consider the long-range consequences of what he was about to do. He failed to pause. He, He acted on impulse satisfying his immediate desire, not considering the long-range consequence to what he was about to do. We can so easily fall into the same trap. When we see something we want, our first impulse is to get it. Oh, you look so spiritual right now. When we see something we want, our first impulse, come on, this is human nature. We're all humans in here. Our first impulse is to get it. At first, we feel intensely satisfied when we get it. And sometimes we even feel powerful because we have obtained what we set out to get. But immediate pleasure often lose sight of the future. Immediate pleasure often loses sight of the future. We can avoid making Esau's mistake by comparing the short-term satisfaction with its long-range consequences before we act. Come on, this is something we need to get a hold of right here that will take us to our destiny, that will bring us to a point of breakthrough to our destiny in Jesus' name. That destiny which God has already called forth, which God is already guiding throughout our generation. If we can avoid... This mistake comparing the short-term satisfaction with this long-range consequence before we act, that is a great key right there to reaching my destiny. You see, Esau exaggerated his hunger. He said, I'm dying of starvation. I'm dying of starvation. This thought made his choice much easier because If he was starving, what good was an inheritance anyway? If he was literally starving to death, what good was his inheritance anyway? So that's where he he 
allowed his thinking to go crazy. I'm starving to death. He's far from death. He's just good and hungry, but he's so far from death. But he allowed his mind to dwell on that thought, and that thought made his choice so much easier. Because if I'm dying, if I'm starving to death, this inheritance isn't going to serve me any good anyway. And the perspective or the pressure of the moment distorted his perspective and made his decision seem urgent. Oh God, give us by your strength, oh God, as you've promised. Give us your strength that we will not succumb to the pressure of the moment. That we will not give in to the pressure of the moment. We often experience similar pressures. For example, when we feel sexual pressures, when we find ourselves feeling sexual pressures, the standards that God has set in His Word, those standards that will take us to our destiny, they may seem important or unimportant in that moment when we're feeling this kind of pressure. I'm just giving you an example, but it's one that I think a lot of us can really grasp and take hold of because this is something that we find ourselves dealing with in this age. When we are finding ourselves feeling sexual pressure, the standards that God has set in His Word, which these standards have been set for one purpose, and that is to propel us and take us to the destiny which God has already called forth in our life and called forth and is guiding us in our generation. Come on. We might feel such great pressure in one area that nothing else seems to matter, and we lose our perspective. Getting through that short, pressure-filled moment is often the most difficult part of overcoming a temptation. I want to repeat that. Getting through that short, pressure-filled moment is often the most difficult part of overcoming a tempta- any temptation. It's the pressure of the moment that causes us. We set it back God's standards. We, we, we sim- somehow those standards don't seem so important anymore. It's the, it's the moment. It's what's happening in the moment or about to happen in the moment. But if you will stay focused in faith instead of, instead of, allowing the pressure of the moment to really sway you and influence you or the environment that you're in. Change the environment. Get yourself away from that, as Joseph did, run from that temptation. If you will stay focused in faith, instead of you being held back, it will actually propel you forward. You will find yourself in full strength. You will find yourself going into the place of destiny that you desire to be with God. Instead of it defeating you, it will make you stronger. Instead of it setting you back, it's going to propel you into a place of strength in Jesus' name. And you will come to your place of destiny. You will come to that place which of destiny that God has called forth and that God is guiding in every generation. Come on, breaking through 
to your destiny. Come on, you have a great future ahead of you. There's such amazing potential in your life. You are being used of God in phenomenal ways. Would you give God praise today for all that he has already laid up in store for you? Everything that God has already prepared for you already in advance. You say, Pastor, I'm, I'm at a crossroads. I'm, at, I'm dealing with situations. I need to make a choice. There are so many things calling for me. There's so much going on around me. This environment that I'm in, I, I, I want to make a choice. I want to ask God for the strength today to make the godly choices that I need to make, not distracted, not disillusioned. Let me pray with you today. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask you to look upon us as your people. Thank you for a father, a God who's been involved with us even before our history began. (laughs) From the foundation of the world, you knew our name. Our name, according to Isaiah, has been inscribed upon the palm of your hand. You know the end from the beginning. You know a hundred years ahead of us as well as a hundred years behind us. God, we believe you have for our life an amazing place, amazing destiny ahead of us. God, we choose today We make a choice today with all the voices and all the influences, all the pressures that are around us in this moment. We make a choice to lift up our eyes. We make a choice to stop our ears from what is being said or has been said. And God, we choose to break through today, to come out of this place that has held us captive, that has even paralyzed us, God, from moving forward into the fullness of everything you have for us. I pray for strength over every hand, every person whose hand is raised right now. I pray for that strength, oh God, that you will harden them. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for hardening them to the difficulties, hardening them to the things that would seek to bring them down from entering into the fullness of everything. This is our year of breakthrough, Father. And we give you glory today and we give you praise. We choose to believe the good report. We choose to set ourselves once more upon the standard of your word. We come back to the foundation of truth. Father, every individual dealing with temptation, every individual that's struggling with lust, every individual, my Father, that is finding themselves being drawn into or being tempted to go back into the old ways of living. Father, thank you that you are calling them forth right now to move into their destiny, that you are guiding them by the help of the Holy Spirit, that you've placed them within this family. You've placed them within this body and we pray over them that you will strengthen them and encourage them and help them to stand in this hour, O God, and that that which has sought to 
bring them down will actually serve to propel them forward into the greater things that you have for their lives. I see their potential. I thank you that you see even far greater, oh God, every person's potential and that your plan and purposes will prevail in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Yes. Oh, yes. Come on. I feel power in here today. I feel victory in here today. I feel the presence of God in here today. Everybody have an amazing breakthrough week to your destiny, to what God has already set in place for you. Have a wonderful week. God bless you, church.